Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Each week, we bring you stock market outlooks, macroeconomic updates, and investment strategies that can help you succeed. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience about how they navigate uncertain markets. Prepare to be engaged, enlightened, and entertained by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. 
At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch, now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture, and when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space, just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in-store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Today we're here talking about a topic we really don't want to be talking about, the release of Earl Thomas today by the Ravens. Joining me to talk about the cap implications of that is Brian McFarlane, RSR's cap guru. Brian, how you doing, buddy? Good. Good evening. How are you today? I uh, can't complain except for this. I really <laughs> would rather not have this to talk about, but uh, here we are. So I thought we'll, we'll start out uh, kind of a summary. Maybe let's start with what the Earl contract contract, the Earl Thomas contract was, and then go through the elements of it in terms of what's impacted by this release. Sure. So he had a uh, he got a four-year, fifty-five million dollar contract uh, included in that was a twenty million dollar signing bonus. And uh, 32 million of that was um, uh, was fully guaranteed. Uh, the biggest uh, element of that, and the important element of that, is that his uh, 2020 base salary, his 10 million dollar 2020 base salary, was is or was I guess we'll say maybe was is the better word, fully guaranteed. Um, so that is the crux of um, the issues for the Ravens right now. His uh, cap number. Uh, for this year was set to be 15 million, which included the $5 million uh, bonus proration from that $20 million signing bonus four-year deal. The, the 20 mil is, is divided by four, and they, that gives you the five mil that counts each year. Um, so uh, since we're past June 1, if um, they were just releasing him um, and they weren't going to try and recoup um, or, or um, um, avoid, I should say, the uh, guarantee, then it would have been a wash. He would have still counted as $15 million against the cap um, and um, because of that guaranteed base salary. Uh, but what they, what they are uh, attempting to do based on his behavior, I guess we'll say, and certainly stories are coming out more that there was a pattern of behavior, uh, that um, they are attempting to void that $10 million uh, base, that $10 million base salary. Okay, so let's see, we got to kind of look at the pieces of this, but the 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 first question that comes up is, boy, we'd like to, avoid, of course, avoid the base salary for this year, but given what he, some of the things he's reported to have done and actually have done with regard to an Instagram uh, showing of some practice video, which is pretty far up there in terms of bad things you can do within an organization. Um, People are asking the question, not only is the base salary recoverable from 2020, but also what about that signing bonus? That makes up the bulk of his payment over the two years he's been with the Ravens. How much of that can be recovered? Yes. Well, the, the answer to that is none. Um, there, is, um, there, are, there is a way uh, to recoup bonus money, but the player essentially has to be unavailable uh, via a suspension or uh, imprisonment or, or something like that. Um, and he has, and the player actually has to miss games. Um, so at this point, 
Um, it was the Ravens' choice, obviously, to release Thomas. Um, so even if they um, they could have tried to suspend him and held on to him, but obviously uh, it sounds like it got to the you know the breaking point where having him around was no longer um, uh, a good thing. And if 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 the reports of the players' council being involved in wanting him gone are true. Um, that would, um, that, that's the reason that it happened as quick, I guess we'll say as quickly as it did. Uh, but no, the, the bonus, the bonus forfeiture as it's called, uh, is only available when the player is, is not around or because of, it's on the team still, uh, but unavailable. Okay. So we're just talking about the 2020 guaranteed salary of 10 million. That's the only amount currently in play. And as I understand it, the Ravens need to start by saying, we're releasing him for a conduct detriment of the team and basically just deny him that 10 million of start of salary for starters. What happens then? Okay. So, yeah, so that's what they've done there. Their uh, language was very precise in that they were releasing him for that reason, as opposed to when they just release guys, they generally say, thank you. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're moving on. So, um, so that language was done specifically for that. And that, therefore, is his his base salary is voided, um, and that throws the ball into Thomas's and, and the NFLPA's court, basically, uh, to file a grievance and say, no, 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 whatever I did wrong wasn't bad enough um, that you can void that you can void the contract or void the the guarantee payment, I should say. So um, so that should happen pretty shortly, I would think, um, and then that. Um, when a player files a grievance, uh, they have um, um, the by the by the terms of the uh, CBA, the um, um, there is a 40 percent, 40 percent of the grievance amount. So your 10 million dollars, 40 percent would be four million dollars. It does count against the Ravens cap. So while by voiding the, the 10 million, he would have only counted five instead of 15. He will now count or will now, but once the grievance is filed, he would uh, would go back up to nine. The five million, which is that bonus proration, which counts no matter what, um, and then the four million uh, hold, so to speak, uh, for the grievance. Um, and then, depending upon what happens with the grievance, that would either go away if the Ravens were to win the grievance, or if um, Thomas were to win the grievance, um, then. The Ravens would have to account for the other six million, uh, but that's unlikely to happen this year. Uh, grievances take forever, um, especially in the pandemic age. Um, if you think about Antonio Brown, if you remember his, his issues with the Patriots and the uh, and the Raiders last year, um, they just he filed his grievances against both teams in October. Um, they just settled. Uh, the Patriots just settled uh, their grievance last month, and the Raiders haven't hasn't even uh, been heard yet. So, um, so they're so uh, it's unlikely anything's going to happen this year. And that is a that is an interesting point because at every day during the year, teams need to be uh, under the cap, right? So, if they right. could they ever be the Ravens ever be surprised by a grievance being decided? In a, at a time that was inconvenient for them, where they'd spent their 2020 cap dollars, for example, and then they had, they took an additional 2020 cap charge. I mean, I guess it's possible. The uh, outside of the Ray Rice grievance, um, and the Ravens had plenty of cap space th that year anyway. Um, but out and outside of that, 
Um, all of their grie- grievance have mostly been injury related and they've been you know, a couple hundred thousand. Um, so they were never an issue. Um, I believe the team would, uh, I believe there's a, a provision where the, the team would basically have 48 hours to figure something out, <laughs> which means restructure another deal or release somebody if necessary. Um, I would think, you know, because there has to be the, I mean, they're going to know when the hearing would happen too. And then you, usually there's a time frame after the hearing of, of how soon they'll have a decision. So, um, you know, I think they'll, they, they would, they would have plenty of advance notice if they needed to do that. Um, but they, I don't think they're going to spend right to the cap either, uh, in that circumstance because they have to, obviously they know they have to leave a little cushion one way or another. Yeah, lots of reasons not to spend to the cap, and I want to get into a little bit of that uh, last year. There's one other important contractual provision we haven't talked about, and that's the offset language. You want to explain what that, how that operates? Sure. So this is the first time offset language has ever come up with the Ravens. Um, but his uh, Thomas's contract actually um, contained very extensive. Um, offset uh, language. So offsets are basically if we cut you and we've given you a lot of money and we owe you a guaranteed salary that we can, that if you sign with another team, and in this case, we'll just use the 10 million, Ravens 10 million or, or Thomas's 10 million. If he were to sign with Dallas and get 5 million this year, then he can only claim 5 million from the Ravens, uh, the difference between the 10 and the five. Um, now his language seems to go from what, uh, what other people who are, have dealt with this kind of language more than I have. Um, usually it is just base salary and it's just for this year. Um, but his language is for bonus base salary. Uh, it can, could even be workout bonuses for the remaining years of the deal. So that would be for the next three years this year. And then the following two. So, if that if if that reading is correct, then he would then if he makes ten million over the next three years, he can't claim ten million from the Ravens. Wait, okay, so that's a great great question here. What if he makes twenty million over the next three years, including this one? And oh, the Ravens yeah. still, how much can the Ravens get back of the ten million? Oh, they they can, well they would get the whole ten million. I mean, okay. they wouldn't get any more than the ten million. Mm-hmm. And then they're not getting they're technically not getting anything back because they haven't paid him. Uh, so maybe getting it back is that was my my wording, but that that was probably they would not owe him the ten million dollars. And and I think of getting it back in terms of the cap, not of course in terms of getting it sure. back in terms of the dollars, because sure. as fans we care about the cap, we don't care about sure. the owner's dollars. Sure. Well, for 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 the you know, so really what we're right now we're just talking about. I mean, right now immediately upon his release, the Ravens receive ten million in in cap space. Um. So, and then again, that, that would reduce by the 4 million when he files a grievance, assuming he files a grievance. So, um, so that extra six would already be there. Um, so for cap space purposes, once he reaches, um, you know, actually, I mean, once he reaches 6 million, then there would be no more, really no more grievance, I guess, uh, essentially, uh, or at least for, on the cap, it wouldn't matter anymore. Once he reaches 10, then he can't claim any money. He can't claim any of that guaranteed money from the Ravens. But for the time being, six of that 10 is already, that cap space has already been created with the proviso that they may, if they lose the grievance, if he didn't sign anywhere, 
and they lo- or, or if he signs for a dollar, which isn't going to happen, um, you know, then they would have they grind, they're going to have to wait out the three years. Um, ultimately, they could just, the grievance can be decided as in you didn't have you had the right or didn't have the right to withhold it. Um, but the the implications for the cap could take several years um, as adjustments over the several years to get that four million back if that's what it is. Okay, so let me let me toss this in there. So let's say it only really matters if the grievance is decided. Oh, by the way, let's just let's toss this out there first of all. We had a discussion earlier today, but a grievance can only be decided by the arbiter one hundred or zero in one direction or the other. There's no sixty percent or whatever where often arbitration lawyers will try and take you. Right. The, the yeah, active means, right. Because the crux of the issue is, was his, uh, n- not was it, was his um, behavior, I guess we'll say, or his conduct detrimental such that it is enough to, vo- to allow the team to void? And so it's okay. a yes or no question. It's not, well, he was, he was kind of a bad boy, but he wasn't so bad, so we'll cut it, you know, we'll give him some and, and you know, and the, and the team can have some too. It's, it's all or nothing. Um, so that, and that issue, even, even if he got $10 million, even if he signs tomorrow for $10 million with the Cowboys, all to be paid this year, um, so that the offset is met and, and the Ravens are scot-free. He's still going to file a grievance. He, the NFLPA is still going to file a grievance because they want to prove that the, that his conduct was not enough for the Ravens to void. They don't want to roll over on that issue. And they, to be honest with you, they the NFLPA wins these more than the NFL wins these. Um, so um, I've got they, a question along that line. Sure. Is there a point at which I know the Supreme Court, for example, likes to take cases when it's very obvious the ruling they make will set an appropriate precedent. Would the NFLPA, under certain circumstances, once they see the body of the evidence that the Ravens could present against Thomas, say, you know what, we're going to leave this out there because we don't want to set a close-to-the-line precedent that will allow the owners to have a, a peg in the wall, so to speak, where they know they can, they can, um, uh, or a line in the sand, where they know they're going to get it if it's, if it's here. Certainly, if yeah, I mean, certainly it depends on where the weight of the evidence is, um, whether, but this is, I mean, you know, I mean, think about it this way. The Ravens have had, now we don't know the full extent of of all of the other conduct, but they've had players miss practices before. They've had players been late to practices before. They've had players throw punches at practices before. Mm-hmm. None of them got released. So uh, the, the big thing here. To, to me, the one that goes above and beyond all of the other things that are at the moment in time, things was the posting of the film. That, that, and that, yes. And that's certainly a different one. And it almost makes you wonder if he did it on purpose because um, he had to know that that was going to be a no, no. I don't know. Um, so, may, you know, now, you know, I think the the fact that all the players want him gone, too is is helpful to the Ravens as well. I mean, obviously, players don't get along. You know, not every guy on a 53-man roster gets along. But the fact that there seems to be a lot of groundswell from the players as well, I think, uh, you know, to some extent bolsters the, the Ravens' uh, argument that this isn't just us trying to dump this guy. <laughs> you know, this isn't our choice because we feel like we got a bad deal and we overpaid him. We're just trying to get out from under it. We had to do this because 
the players council said get rid of him you know um so i think that weighs in their favor um but you know a lot of these you know a lot of these grievances for other players we don't know what the exact conduct was you know we don't know where the the precedent that you know that hard line is you were you were mentioning we don't know with all these other grievances that have happened over the years where exactly that you know that falls if there is an even one or if it's really just case by case is this a kind of uh when the arbitration is done is this the kind of thing they have witnesses for where they'll ask three ravens players to come in and say hey look tell us what happened with thomas um they could certainly do that um now you know the players may be happy he's gone but may not want to mm-hmm. you know, drag him through the mud so i mean that's a, that is certainly another consideration and the ravens can say this is what we were told and maybe there's something in writing i don't know you know um that you know so that they don't have to necessarily bring the players in and have them testify but you know just say and because thomas probably doesn't want to make them testify either so there may be some some other way of getting that you know that evidence so to speak in without having to um you know actually have the players testify mispractices things like that this is a very hr problem it's it's very much they need to get things in writing from the aggrieved parties and you know, I, I'm I'm just thinking about how are they going to validate something like attendance list at positional group meetings or whatever. You know, who's who's going to do that? They're 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 probably going to look at a jaundiced eye with the Ravens, uh, you know, reports of that. Right. And they'd need somebody to validate that. And I would think it'd have to be a player. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you know if there's a some kind of digital sign in or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, along those lines. Um, you know the tracking protocols those those trackers they have this year might might well, be a, that, that may be and you know i think all positional meetings are probably recorded i don't mm-hmm. know how wide the camera is so it can see who's sitting in the room and who's not um i mean with today's technology that's very possible so um so yeah who knows okay yeah that's that that does make a lot of sense doesn't it well let's look back at this because i think one of the things you want to you want to do after something like this has happened is really try and figure out what were the ravens thinking when they got into this contract originally and i don't mean that in the in the negative way i just mean why did they structure the contract in this exact way and what were they hoping to get out of thomas in it because obviously you mentioned extensive offset language so they did not put a zero percent chance on this sort of thing occurring during well, the. Uh, you know, because this is a because this is the first time it's ever come up. Maybe, maybe it's in all maybe it's in all of their contracts, um, or maybe it's in all of their big contracts. I mean, they were you know they I mean that thirty two million in the first two years is is pretty sizable. So maybe they have sort of a line. Okay, if it's this, then we put this language in. Um, you know, I mean, the contract did seem, given that he was coming off of injury and, you know, uh, was he 29 when he signed or 30? Um, but, you know, he, he's at least approaching the wrong side of the 30 uh, line. So, um, you know, that may be, um, you know, that may, it, it did seem a bit rich at mm-hmm. the time, but, you know, it was a seven time pro bowler and, you know, probably, you know, the the next great safety, next great Hall of Fame safety after Reed and Palomalo. So, um, you know, um, he was actually 30 last year for what 30. that's worth. So it was age 30 to 33 were what the Ravens were buying with that contract. OK, 
And and just to look at it, I mean, you mentioned the $32 million in the first two years. One of the important breakpoints in a contract, as I look at it, I'm sure as you do, because I probably learned it from you, was to look at at what point can you release the guy with a net cap savings. And so that's that would have been $6 million in 2021. Right. Ravens had two years at $32 million, which probably would not have been terrible if they got two good years out of Thomas and then they had to release him in year three. With still 23 million over two years, I think it's 11 and 12, but it might be 12 and 11 over the 21 and 22 seasons. I look at those as kind of like team options for those years at 11 million and 12 million, respectively. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's so. You know, so they were. You know, they were expecting. I mean, I'm sure they were hoping to get all four years out, but you know, that that was, as you said, the point where they can say, okay, well, if we get two good years, then we've uh, we've had a good deal. Um, but Obviously, you know, from the beginning, it seems that um, he wasn't the guy they thought he was going to be, which, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, the Ravens have generally been pretty good at doing their homework and, you know, figuring out guys' characters. But it, it, given everything that's happened, including the, uh, you know, the, the, the brother, his good teammate, his, uh, his brother and the whole uh, thing with his wife and the, the mistresses and the gun uh, that, that all, you know, I'm sure that didn't make the brass too happy either. Um, even though he didn't really necessarily do anything legally, he didn't do anything legally wrong. Right. Um, you know, I'm sure that, you know, the, the image of the team is very important. Um, and I imagine Bishotti and, and Ozzy, I'm uh, not Ozzy and, and Harbaugh probably were not too thrilled with that. Right. That's uh, that would be understandable to say the least. Well, now the, the Ravens are going to move on from this and, One of the questions is they've got some additional dollars, at least from not paying the grievance, less the reserve of four million. They've got six million in additional cap this year. And immediately the Twitterverse is spending (laughs) that money. (laughs) And, you know, I'm I'm looking at this and I see what the Patriots did in terms of basically what has to be engineered opt outs of some key players. Uh, And and if you I, I think, honestly, if I look at that and I I. I cannot conceive of a circumstance where Belichick is not behind it in whole or part. Right. Okay. So they've effectively pushed $17 million forward from 2020 to 2021. And one of the reasons to do that is this is one of the first times in cap history that the dollars will be worth more next year than they are this year. Right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the only other time was 2011 when the new CBA came along and uh, the cap dropped. So, yeah, so that that's certainly um, and yeah, I would agree with you. I don't uh, I mean, obviously, they can do some minor signings here and there, as they always kind of do around this time of year. If some veteran, you know, is released, that's that's worth a look uh, or worth bringing in. But um, they were only at just under seven million dollars prior to this. And that may not have even been enough to get them through the season, to be honest. Mm-hmm. With. Yeah, because. The, you know, the cap goes from the, the top 51 when it's in place now to 53. Um, the practice squads have been increased. Um, so those are going to count against the cap. Um, they have this new rule where you can bring up players from the practice squad um, several times during the season to actually make your roster up to 55 uh, on game day. Um, so that means a practice squad, what would have been a practice squad salary, now jumps to the, the you know the, the 
if depending upon the how many years the player's been in the league, but the minimum salary for that, you know, week a week's worth of the minimum salary for that, which isn't going to be a huge difference, but those things all are going to add up. And as we see right now, they already have uh, two guys on IR and one guy on um, um, non-football injury list, so that's already adding more guys to the roster, so or to the cap, I should say. Not counting now, but ultimately will all count. So um, that's, uh, you know, again, some minor moves. Clowning, no, you know. Right. Um, you know. Um, Yannick Ngakwe, no. No, God, no, no, not with, uh, yeah. I remember that rumor that was, you know, going to happen the next day, and yeah. that was, uh, what, Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday, I guess. We can talk about that for just a second. I've already done a pod on this, but and, and the, the notion that anybody, anyone in the entire NFL would trade a two right now and take on Ngakwe's salary for this year with no future rights to him at all, obviously, uh, you know, they, 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 whatever they have to pay going on from now, they have to pay market value from Ngakwe. And I, I would consider the 17.8 to be full market value for him this year, too. Right. Yeah. And I mean, then you, they, you, I mean, you have they, to pay it with next year's dollars effectively right now. Right. Right. And they would have to I mean, they could they could um, franchise him again, but that would be at a 25 percent bump over the 17. So, you know, you're, you're looking at what, 21 ish then right. 22. Um, so, yeah, I don't uh, I would that would that would have been shocking. Yes. Now, we also communicate briefly yesterday, but I actually think it might be in the Jags best interest to just release Ngakwe for the 17.8 million of cap push. Because they would have, you know, they obviously they release a popular player, but hey, nobody's coming to games this year. <laughs> so they're not going to lose any ticket sales off it. They might lose some next year. True. But, True. but and Gakwe wasn't going to be around next year anyway. He's made it very clear he doesn't want to play for the Jaguars. Right. right. So, uh, you know, if once you're in that position, you know, you, you could get a third round compensatory pick for him if you wait out the year and you and you and he goes somewhere if they're on the right side of the dividing line for for cop picks yeah that would be that would be the best in that scenario that would be the best they could could get from keeping him and not tagging him again next year like where they could tag him again next year i don't know what their cap situation looks like for next year but uh they could tag him again next year and then try to trade him Mm -hmm. um and maybe get the second um or, or, or more, perhaps. But obviously, it depends on what happens this year and how he plays. And obviously, if he, if he holds out or if he dogs it or whatever, then that's not, you know, that's not a good look for, uh, for trying to trade him. You know, that, that teams are hesitant when, if he, especially if he dogs it or he gets hurt or he fakes getting hurt or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it will actually end up costing Ngakwe a lot of money if he uh, is cut. Because I think he's going to have to take less money this year, I'm certain. Wherever he would go, he, he would have to take less money. He might or might not be able to get signed to a long-term deal because of the COVID situation. So, he, yeah. But but anyway, he, he could end up with more money, but he might he really might lose money in the deal by by being cut by the Jags. Oh, I, I think you're probably right, and he probably would not want a long-term deal um, because there are far less suitors for him at this time of the year than there would be in March of next year. Even you know. Uh, pandemic and reduced cap aside, but they're going to be more suitors there. So he'll get a they should in theory, would get a better long-term deal. Uh, I mean, that, I'm sure that's clown. He's going to have to accept a one-year deal uh, as well. And it's, it's going to be nowhere near. I mean, somebody's going to get a bargain, get him for a bargain, a team that has the cap space to do so. Um, because, you know, I mean, 
he's not going to get the 22 million he thought he was going to get. He's not going to get 15 probably. Um, he might get some kind of deal with incentives that can get him to 15, but it, it, it even if it, you know if it, somebody gets him for 12, that's a huge bargain. I would agree it's a bargain. I just don't think I'm not sure there's a suitor out there that would pay 12 now given the value of push. Because I mean, look, any single year signing right now, any win it now signing right now. There's just an incremental risk, sorry, a risk of it not paying off because the season isn't completed this year. So I don't see anyone paying $12 million at this point in time for a player like Clowney. I think, I think the honest market value for him is going to be closer to 5 than it is to 12 Let me put it that way. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, very, it's very possible. I just think there's some team out there with cap space to burn, um, so to speak, that you know, it, it, that he may not want to go to. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, you know, to be able to play so that he can put numbers up, hopefully, you know, for next year. Um, I just think there's, because they're going to be, you know, there are going to be teams that are going to be plenty flush. They're plenty flush in cash right now, or cap space, I should say. And they'll have plenty to carry over next year to offset the reduce in cap, and they'll still be fine. Um, so, but like I said, I, it may not, it may, you know, where everybody's thinking it's going to be a contender, it may not be a contender. It may be an also ran who just, um, and plus there's the, the, the it, it goes towards your cash spend, um, you know, your, which, uh, the league mandated cash spend. So, you know, there may be a team that's in the need to get up to a level, um, that need that to be honest, he has to burn some cash. Um, but I I'd have to look at, you know, if there is a team like that, but, but who knows? I mean, it could be five, it could be ten, or may not even be anywhere above that. All right. And you you've mentioned that cash spend when teams have to meet it, they often do it by just extending a current player on their roster. Not not everybody has cornerstone players that they haven't signed long term, but they, they're they're you know that would probably be the first place place they'd look for that, right? Oh, absolutely. I would think so. Yes. Brian, you always simplify these things very well for us. We really appreciate you coming on the show and doing this, on, particularly on such short notice. Uh, tell people where they can find your work normal, your Twitter handle. Yep. Um, at, <clears throat> pardon me. I'm at Raven Salary Cap. Um, this time, when these kind of things come up, I try to be as active as I can be. Otherwise, this time of year is pretty slow for me, um, at least until cutdowns come. <clears throat> and then uh, Russell Street Report, you know, again, kind of slow period. But uh, obviously, when it comes time to, to cut downs and do they have enough cap space? And I think they do now. But that, that was going to be I think this release kind of took an article away from me that was going to be they might need to create cap space to get through the year. But I think now they, they've got that. Um, so that, that's where I can be found. All right. Great. And Brian, we'll want to have you back on at midseason on during the bye week to go over the roster in the way we've done a lot of bef- lot of times before in terms of who are the young players and whatnot, particularly on the Ravens defense. Now, there really aren't a whole bunch of young talents. So the draftees they have currently, they have Jalen Ferguson. But other than that, they don't have a lot of real young players producing right now on this roster. They're not already paying market value. And I'm kind of including Mark and Marlon Humphrey in that group because he's a first round draft pick in the last uh, in the fourth year now. But yeah. but next year, of course, he's going to make some very significant money. Yes, absolutely. All right. If you want to be on a film study short with me, uh, send me a a direct message on Twitter. Three bullet points, focus topic, timely topics. They always go first. Love to hear from you and uh, and give me a message on that. Brian, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me on, Ken. 
All right. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. All righty. Take care. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery scratcher, Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Each week, we bring you stock market outlooks, macroeconomic updates, and investment strategies that can help you succeed. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience about how they navigate uncertain markets. Prepare to be engaged, enlightened, and entertained by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.